Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show uh, one of the biggest agents in the National Hockey League. He's got a top six book in the league, meaning he's got uh, uh, contracts that place him in the top six overall. Now you can go to Puckpedia to check out more on that front. From the Sports Corporation uh, former WHL enforcer himself and uh, He's got a different approach than a lot of other agents. Uh, he seems to get really good deals for his guys, um, and he's not at all adversarial. We welcome back to the show the Sports Corporation's Jerry Johansson. Hello, Jerry. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, I hate to be this guy, uh, but Aiden Hill is one of your guys. Uh, and uh, ended up on an organization with Vegas where they used four different goalies during the course of the year. That's Sean Burke, man. He's he's the goalie whisperer, isn't he? Because he's got everybody steered the right direction right now. Oh, yeah, it's it's a little unorthodox with the way they manage their goalies, but it seems to be working. And I, was, I mean, Aiden was really good last night, so can't help but get a little nervous when they throw a guy in off the bench. But he was ready, so not good for the Oilers, but certainly good for Aiden and good for us. You have Kulak. Uh, he and for a lot of the Oilers fans, and, and sometimes it's a byproduct. I think you know what we like the local guys, and it's, it, Brett's just been a great fit, hasn't he? Here, he's been really good. Yeah, it worked out. That deal worked out really well. I know he's really happy, and oh, I think I'm the only guy in Edmonton that was hoping for a tie last night. Just Aiden Hill to make a lot of saves and Brett to play really well. Yeah. But apparently there's no ties. There's no ties. All right. Well, there, look, there's a couple different things going on. Last night was the uh, NHL lottery. Uh, you, uh, and you can educate our listeners. Did you have the number one pick in the draft last year? We did, yeah. You're Isopkowski. Yeah, he went one. And like I said, I, uh, I'm i pretty sure we all know who number one's going to be this year. So good for Chicago. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Slavkowski, what's the latest with him on the injury front? How's the rehab going there? He's doing well. Yeah, he'll be 100% ready by the start of the season. So he's he's getting close now. And they're, and they're just being a little extra careful because we got time. But there shouldn't be any issues. So the big guy will be rolling once the puck drops. You got about a thirty-year time in Montreal these days. I mean, you got uh, Slavkowski, you had Carey Price, of course. He's not uh, any update with Carey uh, what, in terms of what's happened on that front. No, he's doing good. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, you know, I think his uh, his injuries. Uh, you know, have got the better of him. I'd yeah. say, but yeah. uh, he's 
he's you know had a he, I mean as we all know had a pretty good career. Great, so, great career. He spent a lot of time hunting and fishing. I think that's what uh, he should be doing. Yeah. So. I'm one of the few guys that's actually been to Anaheim Lake. There's a lot of uh, hunting and fishing in the Chilcot. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Did, did you have to set up permanent residence there? Because you got Kirby Dock and Brendan Gallagher in Montreal as well. Yeah, we do. It's been, uh, I, I've heard, and I'm an unsigned Montreal Canadian draft pick, by the way. They don't seem to be getting nervous about signing me. But at some point, they're going to have you were, to. You were drafted by Montreal? Fifth rounder, buddy. Yep, not a good drop pick. I can tell you that. If they could do a do over, they would do it over a hundred percent. So, what year was that? Like 80, 86, 87? It feels like nineteen oh six, but I think it was eighty. I think it was eighty five or eighty four. Eighty four. All right, yeah. there you have it. Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. Speaking of the draft, I remember being in Toronto at the 2002 NHL draft. You got you guys had Upshaw in your firm. Uh, Joffrey Lupul, you know the connection there. You know, Craig Lupul, uh, you know, we went to Fultonvale Junior High together back in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, those were two kids that were not drafted in the WHL Bantam Draft. And we mention this because the WHL Bantam Draft is taking place Thursday. And I, I, I wonder, Jerry, how dramatically different is it today maybe than it was 20 to 25 years ago? And is it important not to over... I mean, you've got a couple of the top kids coming for that draft, but is it important not to overemphasize that the draft is just a day? It doesn't mean anything beyond that. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I don't think it's changed that much. I mean, it's a little easier to scout players now. But uh, I always tell the kids and the families, it's really a... It's not a value proposition. It's a selection process. So, you know, it doesn't really, it just means that's where you're going to play hockey maybe for the next, you know, four or five years, you know. And if you look at our client roster, Upshaw is a good one, but Aiden Hill was never drafted. You know, we've, Colton Preco was never drafted. So we've got a Milan Lucic was never drafted. So probably 30% of our top earners or maybe even higher were never picked. You know, Joel Hoffer was never drafted. So these kids are so young that, you know, it's really about their personal growth and they get bigger and they get faster, they get more committed or whatever, you know. So you really, it's it's way too early to, you know, to, to put too much stock in it. It's important and it's exciting or not, depends, I guess, on the player. Right. But it really doesn't mean a lot. It's, it's something that we kind of look at as a fun day. And uh, and then you just move forward. Well, a couple of the kids you have are Mathis Preston, who uh, was at uh, and this this whole prep academy thing is Jerry. It's com- like I grew up in a time where I wasn't. You know, I, I played for the Southside Athletic Club and I wasn't any good. Okay, and you got listed back then. There was no bantam draft back then. Uh, but you know, the, the athletic clubs kind of reigned supreme until the mid 2010s, and then we went into all of these hockey academies. So you had Mathis Preston, who was out uh, with the Okanagan Hockey Academy, uh, who had you know three points per game, and then you had a kid, kid by the name of Keaton Verhoff, a six foot four, hundred ninety five pound right shot center. And both those guys are expected to go. What, in the top six or seven of the draft? Yeah, basically there. Yeah, 100%. Both great kids. Most importantly, they're just super young men. You know, really both talented and both want to learn. And, you know, that's really what we stress to them is just have fun. When you get to where you're going, just work hard and, you know, try to keep a smile on your face. But they're both, yeah, at this moment in time, they're both certainly two of the top young players. All right, so the Prince Albert Raiders ended up with a 1-2 and two overall pick. They had Edmonton's pick as part of the Caden Gooley trade a year ago, of course, the fine young Montreal Canadiens defenseman. Um, 
what, what like how much communication takes place between the the agency representing the potential players and the the major junior franchises about where guys may end up going you know is there you know i've talked about this in the past jerry like Connor mcdavid went to erie Okay, Ryan O'Reilly went to Erie. I've been to Erie. Uh, they have challenges at times to recruit, just like at one time Edmonton and the NHL level might have had time. You know, Prince Albert, they haven't gotten everybody, but Leon Drysettle went to PA. Is Are there conversations that take place between the representatives, guys in your roles, and the, the, the various major junior teams that are involved? Yeah, actually a lot. Um, you know, I think the teams rely on us, you know, for information because I think, you know, these families, Western Canada is a big place, and especially when you add in the U.S. Um, so, you know, they're, every family's different, and some, you know, some kids are more comfortable staying near home, or there's different reasons why they may go somewhere. A lot of kids will go anywhere. So, you know, I think the teams really rely on us for good information because they don't want to take a player that doesn't, won't be happy there or doesn't want to come there for some reason. It doesn't happen a lot, but we are, you know, we sort of work hand in glove with the teams to make sure they're getting the right player. If it's one of our guys, we just want them to know what they're getting. So they rely on us quite a bit. Do you, uh, there are some agents that really want to sort of prop up uh, their players for things like the Bantam draft. Is that something you're focused on or are you more focused on the player's development as a player? Yeah, the, the 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 idea of promotion is such a terrible word, really. You know what I mean? Because whether these guys are right or wrong, they are professionals. They, you know, they're scouts, and and you really they either like your guy or they don't, and 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 that includes in the NHL. So you you know you're not going to change someone's mind either way. So what we try to do is you know make sure they have the right information, and and I really don't care if they like our player or don't like our player because someone likes them and that usually is the best spot for them to go so you know you hear that a little bit in our business where guys are out there trying to pump their guys' tires but you shouldn't really have to do that you want teams to it's sort of an organic thing the right team takes the player and it works out well how has uh, things changed for you scott bonner used to be the general manager of the vancouver giants uh, his brother craig is the head uh, pro scout for the dallas stars uh, you know when craig was involved he played in Kamloops and Scott's been in the WHL for years how has it changed for you since you know Scott came to work for you in terms of you know your ability to target and identify maybe the best younger players uh, and then and, and finding a way to grow and develop like how from an agency perspective is it on the agency to develop the player or is it on the team or both well, I, I, I actually, it's really on the player. Like I said, I think, you know, part of development is adversity and you're going to have to deal with it one way or the other. I think our pro guys are so good at that. And so that's really what we're teaching our young players is that within reason, you know, adversity is part of the whole process. And, you know, having Scott Bonner on board has just been incredible. I mean, basically in our business, Bob, I have the ace of spades. He is, uh, him and I have been working together for so long and uh, he does it differently than I did it when I was doing the majority of the recruiting, but he's so good at it and he's just a hockey savant. So he's really informed, a lot of information, real practical information for the kids and the families. And he's just been a, just been a blessing for our company. Does it serve your purposes more when you're dealing, because you've got a bunch of kids coming. Uh, who are some of the top end guys you got coming for the upcoming NHL draft, Jerry? Well, we have, you know, Samuel Honzik is one of our, our heroes. We have Braden Yeager. 
played Moose Jaw, uh, a Saskatoon kid. We got uh, Lucas Dragasidic, who we represented. We worked with his, I think, I coached Milan when he was a kid, his dad. And so, yeah, we have uh, Colin Zemer. He's a, he's an Alberta kid who's doing really well. So, we're, yeah, we got a, we've got a really strong group of kids. And same thing with the NHL draft. It's very similar to the Bantam draft, actually. Uh, just, just you know, accept, hear your name called and get back in the gym and be ready to play. That's really how it is. You got, I mean, certainly Hansik and Jaeger expected to be top 15 picks in the NHL draft, and Dragas Civic and Zima are likely uh, later on in the first round. Um, from a, you know, you're represent one of one of the things, Jerry. I think it comes across when people have when you come on the show. You're not confrontational with with NHL general managers. You don't go into negotiation thinking, first of all, I could do a better job managing this NHL team than this guy did. Um, can you get uh, can you get better deals for your clients if it doesn't start off from an adversarial perspective? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's ever helped. I mean, sometimes we have a few battles, but they're you know really what you're trying to do is understand where the team's coming from. Like we spend a lot of time on on where the team is at and what they're looking for, and, and I think as long as you understand where your what the team's about, what their situation is, you can walk your player through it, and at least you're close at that point. And and sometimes we don't agree. It takes a little bit of time, but I've you know I've never really found the the value in being confrontational. It's really not necessary. You know, you want to get your player signed and the team wants to sign the player. I mean, there has to be a way to get that done. And I think if you keep that in mind, generally speaking, over the years, that's worked out pretty well. Uh, Do you have any potential UFAs at the NHL level this year? Yeah, we have a few guys every year. Yeah, we we've got well, I'm eight Hills one, and right. you know Card Carsusi, and so we, we you know every year we have a we have a pretty good book of guys, and and that's the fun part for us. It's sort of like the puck drops as soon as the hockey stops, so that's when we get going. And no, there's no rest until your last player is signed. Then you uh, never know who that's going to be. So. Uh, Milan Lucic went off to join Team Canada for the the Worlds. I don't know if the listeners know this, but back in 2014. He was on the radar to make Canada's Olympic team that year. He was close. Like, he might have been closer than Taylor Hall for some of the guys that were... I wouldn't necessarily agree with that myself. I think Taylor should have merited some consideration, but I think for some of the Hockey Canada people, they like Milan a lot. Uh, Milan's at a different stage now in his career. I'm going to think if he's representing Canada in the Worlds, he's looking to continue his NHL career. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, he's really excited. I mean, you know, his contract was really good, but it was a bit of a wait um, for him, and he really liked Calgary, and he really liked Daryl Sutter, on a side note, a lot. Yeah. But I think it's really going to be, at his point in his career, it's really refreshing to be able to take a look at hockey and just make a decision for whatever reason you want, you know. And he's such a he's such a energetic guy. He's got a lot to offer. So it's going to be fun for him. And on a side note, he's a kid that wasn't drafted in, 19, in the Bantam draft and at 19 played in the NHL. So just as an example, to go back to our earlier conversation. Uh, the game has changed. Uh, we're getting texts. We were talking about Bill LaForge. Were you on his staff in Tri-Cities at one time? I did work for Bill Sr., 100%. Bill Jr. told me, I told uh, he, he told a story. I didn't remember this, but I told him he's going to be our captain, and then we sent him home a month later. I don't recall doing that, but he's reminded me. But, yeah, Bill Sr., who was so highly thought of, you know, we got him. I worked with him right at the end of his career, and he, you know, he. But what a character! Yeah, I was. Uh, I got some stories about him. They're pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit old school, a little different, different uh, generation and era of coaches and relationships. Hundred oh, percent. Bill Junior's done a good job building Seattle, hasn't he? 
Oh yeah, that's a team boy. I'll tell you what, they're loaded. So it's uh, that Winnipeg and, and Seattle final is going to be good. Do you have Colton Doc there as well as Kirby? We do, yeah. Colton's Colton's been he's there, and we got we got about I think five guys on six guys on that team. So yeah, it's uh, we got a few guys on Winnipeg too. So again, we're hoping for a tie, but again, I don't think there is one. All right. So tell bottom line here, Jerry, uh, the Bantam drafts coming up. Don't worry about the Bantam draft. <laughs> I think that's the message no. to the parents out there. It'll be no. interesting to see where you go. I, I'm having a feeling that uh, Mathis Preston, by re- reports I had, would have been the number one player taken if, you know, and and I don't know where Prince Albert's going to go with their guys, but I'm going to be intrigued to, to see how this all plays out. We appreciate you joining us here in Oilers Now. We'll get you on again before the NHL draft, okay? Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. That is uh, Edmonton-based Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. You heard him say it. uh, Doesn't serve the purposes of negotiation with the players and the organizations to have an adversarial, uh, combative, confrontational uh, sort of approach. Uh, I tend to agree with that, and I think the proof is in the pudding. We'll take a quick time out. It's 152 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Darnell Nurse, the Edmonton Oilers uh, King Clancy Memorial Trophy nominee today. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass is so much more. Still making a great Edmonton owned and operated. You can get their new Canadian Club Pizza. It features ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. Visit royalpizza.ca. Michael Rupp is coming up from the NHL Network at 2.05. I'm going to read you a text. Uh, this guy is bringing the heat. Here we go. Uh, Bob, a couple points here in the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Yes, I agree. The game could have been different if Leon hit the net instead of the post and those previously mentioned penalties were called, but it didn't happen. Uh, and uh, to be professionals, you got to get to work. In the second round of the playoffs, that was a effort of mid-January uh, Wednesday night-type performance. It's inexcusable. The fans deserve an apology after that. Every one of the fans can't stand these post-game interview stating it's just one game it's a long series BS it would have been great if Connor would have stood up and said something like I was awful the team is awful there's no excuse I want to apologize to the fans for wasting their time and money watching that uh, do you know what kind of message out and send to his teammates the whole home response to losing has to stop watch any interview with Michael Jordan we all know what his thoughts were about losing time for Connor to step up on and off the ice that one comes to us from Johnny from what's he saying from red where i don't know what that that means anyways johnny uh has his thoughts there we go johnny read the text um well team has to play way better they weren't good enough not near good enough last night and vegas is good they got a real good team and that's not going to get it done on most nights michael rupp from the nhl network after a global news weather traffic update with randy kilburn 